Have you heard of The Kind Project? That's K-I-N-N-D-Project.com. It's a clothing brand for women and children made to order in California with messages of kindness on them. And for each item purchased, 10 meals are donated to kids in need around the world. Check out The Kind Project. That's K-I-N-N-D-Project.com. And for a discount, use code CELEBRITYKIND at the checkout. From Sydney. Connecting now. To the world. To the world. No gossip, no bullying, no shaming. Just the inspiring stuff. This is Celebrity Kind with your host, Nahal. Celebrity Kind. Hello, it's me, Nahal, and you're listening to the podcast about all the stuff celebrities are doing to make the world a little better. I hear Hollywood superstar Matthew McConaughey's in town at the moment. Hi, Matthew, if you're listening. I've got a little story about him coming up. Also on the podcast today is actor and musician Will Boyajan, who's doing something so beautiful and so wonderful in the subways of New York City that I just had to have him on the podcast. And I reached out to him on Instagram. Didn't think he would respond, but he did because he's just a nice guy. You're not going to want to miss this chat. But first, let's get into the top five. Number five. Jane Fonda's Grace and Frankie co-stars Brooklyn Decker and June Diane Raphael, who play her daughters on the show, have joined her at the latest climate protest in Washington, D.C. Now, Jane is still taking part in the protests. We're up to week six now. She's turned up every single Friday on the steps of the U.S. Capitol building to urge the government to take climate action. But she's making sure she doesn't get arrested anymore, because apparently if you get arrested too many times in a short space of time, which she has, you can end up spending 90 days in jail. Now, in one of Jane's blog posts, she explains that this whole thing isn't about getting arrested anyway. She says, the reason we're doing this is because we want to join with the student climate strikers and gratitude to raise awareness of the seriousness and urgency of the emergency and urge people to take action. Number four. Matthew McConaughey has been serving meals to firefighters working in the Los Angeles area. The Hollywood star, who's the co-creator of Wild Turkey, as in the bourbon, teamed up with a group of volunteers from the company and an organisation called Operation Barbecue Relief. And together they ended up stopping by 20 fire stations and serving 800 meals. And on top of that, they also delivered 800 meals to some local homeless shelters. There we go. Putting some food in some bellies that are going to need it. That's what we're doing here. This isn't the first time Matthew's done something like this. Last year, he helped serve meals to Hurricane Harvey first responders in Houston, Texas. And earlier this year, he and wife Camilla served food to refugees and the homeless in Paris. All right, all right, all right. Is that how he says it? (laughs) No, that is not how he says it. Number three. Remember James Vanderbeek from Dawson's Creek? So he is on the US Dancing with the Stars at the moment. Actually, I think he's just been booted off. And he's a father of five. Now, he's posted a raw and emotional message on social media about how he and his wife, Kimberly have suffered a miscarriage. I'm going to read it to you. He says, wrecked, devastated, in shock. That's how we're feeling right now after the soul we thought we were going to welcome into our family in April has taken a shortcut to whatever lies beyond this life. We've been through this before, but never this late in the pregnancy and never accompanied by such a scary, horrific threat to Kimberly and her well-being. Grateful that she's now recovering, but we've just begun unpacking the layers of this one. So the couple went through this last year too, and at the time, James Vanderbeek made a really interesting point about how we need to change the word miscarriage. He said, it suggests fault for the mother, as if she dropped something or failed to carry. And he continues to say, 
from what I've learned in all but the most obvious extreme cases, it has nothing to do with anything the mother did or didn't do. So let's wipe all blame off the table. Really interesting point there. And, and, you know, miscarriage is something that so many people go through all around the world. In Australia, it's one out of every four women under the age of 35 and one in three if you're over 35. That's 282 women a day and over 100,000 couples a year who suffer this loss. And something I've noticed since starting Celebrity Kind is that when famous people do talk about issues like miscarriage that we don't otherwise openly talk about, it is helpful to people going through it. More people share their stories, more people feel like they can talk about it, and more people realise they're not alone. Number two. When Jack Johnson isn't making music, he's almost always doing something to help the environment. He's either cleaning up beaches in Hawaii or finding ways to make his tours more eco-friendly. And this week, he's been hanging out in Costa Rica, helping plant hundreds of trees in a place called Playa Hermosa. And the aim is to have more vegetation in these areas to not only combat the effects of the climate crisis, but also to regulate the temperature of the sand on the beaches so that various animal species like turtles can nest there again. Also doing some tree planting this week is Courtney Kardashian with two of her kids, seven-year-old Penelope and four-year-old Rain. They help plant some trees in Topanga State Park, California. And you know what? I love that she took her kids. It's never too early to learn about the environment, right? Number one. And the number one celebrity kind story this week involves another Kardashian. This time it's little sis Kim, who you might remember from last week's podcast, was doing a lot of work in raising awareness about death row inmate Rodney Reed. Now, Rodney was due to be executed this week, but new evidence came to light, which his attorneys say would prove he's innocent and that he didn't commit the murder and rape that he's on death row for. I have to say, a lot of people ask me whether or not it's worth it when celebrities speak up about justice issues or, you know, create and share petitions online. Do they get anywhere? Is it pointless? The answer is no, it is not pointless. When celebrities speak up, the world listens. So Kim wrote a bunch of tweets last week asking the governor of Texas to do the right thing and not let the execution happen. She ended up flying to Texas to meet with Rodney Reed in person. And as it so happened, while she was actually with him, he got the news that he'd received a stay of execution, meaning the execution has been put on hold for now indefinitely. And in an interview with the Today Show, Kim says that when we got the news, it was just this overwhelming sigh of relief. A few years ago, musician and actor Will Boyajian made a New Year's resolution to give money to anyone who asked him on the street. But as you can imagine, walking through New York City, it was hard to keep up. So he came up with this brilliant idea to busk in the subways with a sign on his guitar case saying, if you're homeless or need help, take as much from the case as you need. His work's now expanding and other musicians in America are busking in subways or on street corners with the same sign on their guitar cases. And with each song they sing and each note they play, they're helping out people who are homeless or are just struggling financially. I have Will on the line right now. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I love Australia. Oh, do you, have you been here before? No, I haven't, but I have a lot of Australian ex-girlfriends. Oh, uh, I really? I feel like I have. <laughs> now, what I want to ask you is, how did you come up with this great idea to help people who are doing it tough? Well, you know, a big, big part of it was that New Year's resolution uh, to give everyone a dollar. It would give anyone money if I had it on me, but I don't have that much money. Uh, so it was really, I mean, it really very quickly turned into like $30 a day and it was not sustainable for me. Uh, but I felt really guilty giving up on that resolution. I think it's probably to this day, it's the only resolution I've ever tried to follow through. 
And then there was just a day I was having one of those bad New York City days where, you know, everything goes wrong and I was losing my mind a little bit and feeling very defeated. And I said, I'm just going to do it. The idea had been floating around in my head. I thought it'd be a cool thing to do. And I was like, I'll just do it one time and it'll make me feel good and it'll do some good. And Mm -hmm. it felt really good. Uh, So I ended up, you know, kind of developing it and I just kept doing it and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. And so how long are you out there playing each day? It varies. And that's what's so much fun about it is it's, it's different time to time. There are some days I do like six, seven hours. There are some days I get down and I do two hours and then something crazy happens or, you know, I get kicked off the platform. You get kicked off the subway sometimes, the subway platform. Do you? Yeah. If a cop doesn't like your vibe, Mm. sometimes they'll kick you off. And I'm, I always like point down to the sign and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm surprised they do that. That's not nice. Like developed a very cool cops walking toward me smile. Oh, good. That works sometimes. Sometimes they walk up very aggressively to you and they put money in the case and that's always fun. That's great, isn't it? So I've heard that you end up earning about $400 a day from busking. Is that right? Yeah, that's the number I've always kind of like, I keep an eye on the case. It's so hard to tell because it comes in and it goes out, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely around, you know, 50 to a hundred an hour and it, comes and it goes during the holidays it goes people donate a lot more once yeah. it gets cold uh yeah you know and that's an interesting thing is you know when it's the time when the homeless need the most attention and the most compassion is when it happens to be the hardest to do what we need to do yeah. uh, just for the weather right but, uh, yeah i mean the, the city has been very very generous in new york city while known for being i think kind of cynical and hard when it comes time to show up to help someone, they tend to show up in a big way. So it's yeah. been really wonderful. Like that. Well, I pulled out my calculator earlier. And so I figured if you were doing five or six hours a day and you're getting $400 for the day, that's around about $2,800 a week. And that's 145 grand a year. And you've been doing this since 2015. So that's over $700,000 that you've raised for the homeless. That is truly incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I will say, I will say it's not, because I've, I've done that math too. And sometimes I go like, wow, look at me. But it, it is, it, it's not. It's not consistent. Exactly. I, I don't do it every single day. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really what we're trying to move forward to is to have at least one person in the city, which should be easy because there's a lot of musicians who have nothing better to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's our real thing right now is trying to get some other brave musicians to, to step up and yeah. have fun with us. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, because you just do it because you love playing music. Yeah, I mean, that's how it started, but it's definitely grown for me. It's a real, and I, I always tell people this when I try to get them involved, it is like the most fun I've ever had. And not because you're playing music, it's just it's just wild down there. It turns, it's like a circus. If you're standing on a New York City subway platform for 10 minutes is like living in the city for, you know, a month. You see so much stuff. You meet incredible people who are maybe not by our conventional, you know, Western ideas make, you know, doing incredible things, but the way they live is remarkable to me. Yeah. Uh, The strength they have to keep going is just, it's, it's remarkable. And you meet interesting people with interesting stories, very different from 
my own. Yeah. And so how does this work for those who do come up to you and take the money? Do they take a, a few notes, a few coins? Do they fill up their pockets? Like, how, what, you know, how does it work for them? Uh, it's, it's a bit of both. When I first started doing this, I thought that people would empty the case every time. Yeah. But more times than not, uh, the person receiving the donation, and I always kind of go like, you can take a little more because you have nothing. I was like, you can take more. You have nothing. Yeah. Uh, and almost always they say, no, I don't want to take it. I want to leave some for someone else, mm. which to me is, is incredible. I mean, I, I would hope if I was in that same situation, I would have that type of integrity. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and I think what a big part of it is, is that the homeless community is a community in the truest sense of the word. You know, they have to look out for each other the way a community used to have to function. So uh, they they know what it's like to be down and out like that, and they want to make sure that they, you know, are only taking what they need in that moment or think they need. Every now and then somebody comes and empties out the case. A couple times some teenagers have emptied out the case. I chalk that up to them being teenagers. Yeah, I've always been of the philosophy that if you read the sign – and you take all the money from the case, then that's all the money you need. Right. You know, we're not there to, to judge or decide how much we think you need. It's, it's whatever you think you need, take it. Then go for it. Yeah. And are you ever surprised by who it is that comes up to you to take the money? Because I guess there's this image that we all have of homeless people, but I imagine you would get a range of people coming up to you. Yeah, and that's what really flipped my world the first time. I started doing this and in the early days of this, cause I, I really think that it was, would be, you know, like a guy in rags and he's got like a wine bottle. Yeah. You know, but it's not, it's like, it's, it's, it's single mothers. It's like a lot of single mothers mm. uh, who are, who are working. I mean, I mean, I think the last time I checked, it was like 40% of the homeless in New York are working. Yeah. You know, so it's, she's got kids and she's, finding a place to drop them off with someone who can watch them and she's working and they go from shelter to shelter every night, which is terrifying to think that there are people we pass daily uh, who we don't know how much they're struggling. Yeah. And there's been some things now that I'm a little more experienced in it that when I'm on the platform, I can tell a little better now. Yeah. You can tell by the body language and the way they're standing that they're, you know, they're living in the subway. How do you get your message out to the homeless? I mean, do you, do you, you know, leave signs around the city saying, hey, I'm going to be at this subway at this time? Or is it really just the people who happen to see you while you are playing? Yeah, it's, it's the people on the platform who see me. I kind of make it a, a point to make sure that when I'm on the subway or when I'm on the street, rather, that if someone approaches me and asks me for money, that if I have it, I give it to them. But if I don't, or even when I do give it to them, I, I tell them that I say, hey, if you're ever really in trouble, we have a system here for you that we're trying to develop. And, and if you're ever out and we're there, we're there to help. That's so great. I just love, I love hearing their stories. I, I love talking with them. And this was never about the money as much as it was about just remembering that these are humans are our neighbors who live literally less than a mile away from us. And they're people, they're, they're brothers and sisters and sons and daughters and mothers and fathers, you know, they're, 
no different from us. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. So I remember waiting at a bus stop once here in Sydney and this man was begging for a few dollars. And I think I ended up pulling out, you know, five or ten dollars or something like that. And he was so grateful. And a funny thing happened because the next day when I was at the bus stop again, he was there. And my first thought was, oh, is he going to ask me for money again? But he didn't. He just came up to me and said, thank you for helping me yesterday. And so I asked him if he spent the money on something good. And he said, Coke and a burger. And I remember getting on the bus thinking, oh, that's so good. He had some food and a drink. How good is that? And my friend who was with me at the time turned around and goes, do you think he meant Coca-Cola and a burger or Coke and a burger? And the point of this story, Will, is do you ever worry about where the money is going or how it's being used? I do. Uh, That's a constant, constant worry of mine. And I, you know, I sadly don't have the expertise to say whether or not it's what percentage is doing what, but I do know that it's, I think this was always more about, and I hate to use the word shaming, but it was always for other New Yorkers. This was for the people in line who don't even acknowledge the person. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, New Yorkers, you who live in the third most expensive city in the world and buy $7 coffees, you can, you can, you can give a little money to someone who needs it. And there's always been someone like, I don't want to, ever encourage substance abuse. You can tell very quickly who comes up and who is using. So in Australia, there are 116,000 people who are considered homeless right now. And it's obviously an even bigger number in the US, something like half a million people I read. And many of them are children. And if you talk to any of the organizations who help homeless people here, they'll tell you that most people are literally just trying to survive day to day. Some have, you know, like you say, they might be single mums. Some have escaped family violence and had nowhere else to go. Some have been kicked out by their families and, you know, they just want to feed their children or they're just trying to stay safe or they're trying to find clean clothes to wear so that they can go to a job and and support themselves. You know, you're right. We do sort of have this image of what homeless people are like, but we really don't know, do we? And I just want to ask you what, I guess, what was your childhood like and and what was life like for you growing up? Very, very privileged. Uh, I came from a very loving home with very loving family. Homelessness was never was never even on the horizon for us as far as I thought when I was a little kid. Uh, but I think it was, you know, I, I grew up, my parents always put a real emphasis on community, the idea of, of community. Uh, they're very religious. And this idea of, of, of giving was very important to me. Like right now, if someone's like, how are you doing? I would say I'm broke because we all say yeah. we're broke. It's like 12 people in the world who aren't broke. <laughs> yeah. uh, the rest of us are all we're like ah, I'm broke but we're not though like we're totally okay yeah but, uh, we're just gonna spend our money on stupid stuff so you might as well give it to someone who needs like the fundamentals because I'm just gonna get like a Netflix like I'm gonna get a Netflix subscription I don't need it but I have it yeah so you might as well take the money because I'm just gonna buy dumb stuff yeah so that's kind of my philosophy for New Yorkers Yeah, yeah, we all do that, don't we? So I know this is sort of um, taking off in America right now. And for anyone who's interested, you can check out hopefulcases.org. Do you think musicians from other countries like Australia could get involved too? I think Australia would dominate this project. I think you guys would do such an awesome job with it. Uh, Yeah, you have my, I mean, you don't need my permission, but you have it. Go out and do it. Just Just make a sign, set it up, go for it. Will, thank you for your time and keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much. 
Okay, so for all you musicians out there, if you do end up busking and giving the money to the homeless, make sure you take a photo and tag Will on social media. His handle is Hopeful Cases Music. I reckon he'd love to know about it. Honestly, how cool is that though? I know this podcast is about celebrities, but we all have a platform in some way and we can all do something good. So if you do, don't forget to message me and tell me about it as well. And don't forget to share our podcast, tell your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Catch you next week. For more inspiring celebrity news, truth and kindness, check out celebritykind.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Celebrity Kind.